Thursday, August 23rd. We're going to talk about Michael Kopech's debut, which me and Daniel are both in attendance for, and so is our guest, John Rollins. We're then going to go into the couple moves the Cubs made to go for the final push, and we're going to talk about totals for futures for each division, I mean, main conference in college football. Let's get it. this episode how you doing dan uh, i'm doing all right first first episode from milwaukee doing doing really well and you you sound great in milwaukee can john hear us is john going uh, good i'm here i'm here oh we're doing great here guests in the booth and we're rocking no yeah, mad again because matt for some reason finds it's more important to unpack and be responsible than do a podcast hate Fuck to see that. it truly hate to see it so all three of us were at the cell on Tuesday to see the debut of man. your man, Michael Kopech, throwing fire, but the fire was shortly put out with a short little rain delay. Truly hate to see it. Only two innings, 52 pitches, and a rain delay. Truly hate to see it. You're our uh, residential Sox guy, John. Give us your input on your expectations, what you saw. Just lay, I'm giving you the mic. Say what you want. Oh, you know, it was awesome. I mean, the next phase of the rebuild is uh, it's coming. I mean, Eloy will be up. I mean, I don't know about this year, but early next year. Uh, I'm really excited to see. I mean, Kopech sh- showed some great stuff. So, it sucked to see him only go two innings. Would have liked to see a little more than that. But, I don't know. I saw some electric stuff. All right, Dan, you were there. What did you see at a Cub fan? Then we'll I'll wrap it up on his debut. And then we just talk rebuild a little bit. No, I mean he, he looked he looked really good. He, I mean he threw freaking gas, but again his problem was he he had over fifty pitches thrown through two innings. Yeah, that's I, I mean that's that's the U Darvish effect. It's throwing you know I mean you're on pace for a hundred pitches through five innings. You can't do that. But he gets his pitch countdown. He looks real. If he's able to do that, he looks pretty damn good. He just, he's got to get people to start swinging and missing on the off-speed stuff. And we saw two innings of his first major league debut. He could yeah. pitch his second yeah, game. And, I mean, gave up gave up those, was it two hits to start the yeah, game? Yeah, two, hits, two, hits two right singles and then nothing. Yeah. But down. say it's two innings, it doesn't really matter. Next start, he could go out. And if he's getting swing and misses on his changeup, he's unhittable. Oh, yeah. The guy I'm, looks I'm, like a stud. I'm really excited to see what we got coming. My comparison for him is, I don't know, it's crazy to say he'll be this good. But I see a lot of Max Scherzer in him. Just a complete cycle that throws real hard off speed that just you can't hit. And if you do miss in the zone, if you miss down the middle of the plate, but it's 98 and moving, good luck hitting it anyways. So, Danny oh, yeah. John, you could just – Even his changeup too. I mean, low, yeah. low 90s, ton of movement, a lot of sink in his changeup. Um, yeah. It's, if you can tough. compare right, him right to right one pitcher, who would it be? What was that? One comparison to a pitcher. I have to come back. To I got, I got one. I got one. It's, it's actually Max Scherzer's teammate, Steven Strasburg. Strasburg. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I yeah. see, I see a lot of Steven Strasburg. One of those 
guys who's very incredibly talented, but I think his we his downside eventually will probably be you know he's gonna be throwing or and that like I said you Darvish earlier, but he's gonna be throwing a lot of pitches. I think he's gonna end up having like a couple like probably like two season ended sir two season ending surgeries Ooh. by the end of his career. Yeah. Well, I hope I don't want to see injuries. I do bash the White Sox. I like to make fun. I mean, he's, but when you're throwing that many fucking pitches, he's way more of a tank than Strasburg, though. He's like, is he? Yeah, dude. He's Strasburg's good. a thin guy. Kopech's still yeah, he's big. Strasburg, Strasburg, throws gas still. He's, yeah, he, but I'm he's, saying, Kope, yeah, but he, I don't know. He's got a lot of velocity on his fastball. Same with, I mean, oh, no, for sure. But like, I don't know. Kopech has more like just all around strength, and I feel like. I don't know. Injuries might not come as much with with that. I feel like he's. I feel like he's training well for for it, and he's not even trying. He's not even trying to like fucking whip it in that like ninety eight like easily. I know. I mean, I ninety eight like. I know he could. I know he could hit a hundred plus on the gun, but if if you're doing that, throwing a hundred pitches a game, it's gonna give you. It's gonna tear up your arm. It's no matter how fucking strong you are. I think it's it's going to you know. It's it's gonna have an effect on you. It's going to hurt you down the stretch if you're throwing that many pitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Again, I know. I, I mean, mean lately, two, no, he's two, working... inexa- two inexample sides, but he, oh, yeah. he was doing this in Charlotte. Well, we've too. seen, yeah, we've seen him, uh, yeah, and the minors throughout his like journey up to the majors. It seems like he wants to strike out every single batter he faces. Which, well, it's <laughs> well, I mean, his his K rate is like insane. I know. It, so is Drew Darvish's. Yeah, that didn't end well. Out for the year. That really sucks. I mean, you Darvish, Darvish is also a pussy. You Darvish had the highest. You you Darvish before he came to the Cubs had the highest K rate in the history of baseball. And he really, yeah, is it just because like his innings he doesn't because because he things. doesn't eat up as many innings and yeah. but he strikes out a ton of batters. Yeah, I mean, even was it Mauer's second at bat when he? I mean, he was battling the whole time, yeah. but then I, he ended up striking him out. But like, but yeah, it's that same thing. Like just the pitch count, he probably threw. Dude, Mauer probably fouled off like. Like six in a row. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It was a it was a good at bad regard even yeah. if it was a strikeout. But yeah, Jake, do you have anything else to add? Not really. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Like I said before, like, I like the shit on the socks. We all grew up on the south side and growing up on the south side of Cub fans, you gotta grow like a thick skin somehow to like just bail it off like, getting yeah, shit on for being a Cub fan. So <laughs> my my defense mechanism is just making fun of the socks and now that they're really shitty, I know they're rebuilding. I just like to make fun of them, but I hope he doesn't get hurt. I hope he's a stud. Hey, I see stud qualities in them, but that's fine. Because this is what so, this is what you fuckers went through for our whole childhood. So we did. Yeah, yeah. But I, yep. I want to do one thing before we got off the socks and onto the Cubs. And me and Dan, we talk about this at the game. Mm-hmm. What type of penis is the Chicago White Sox? And I'll lead it off. To me, the Chicago White Sox is the type of dick where you're going to the beach, you're all excited, you're going to a baseball game, sweet, like. Yeah, a little chub going. You're kind of excited. You know, you got the blood flowing. But then you get to the game. You get to the lake. You're in the lake for a couple hours. Kind of chilly water. And you get out. It's all, like, shriveled up, tucked inside your tummy. And you're, you're not having fun anymore. It's just, ugh. Okay, it's kind of gross looking. Maybe just that one game. I mean, we're all pumped for Kopech to see that. And then he throws two innings. And then you see Luis Avilan come out of the pen. And then you go Throwing from fucking Ephus. seeing a 100-mile-per-hour yeah. gas to see Avilan. A 56-mile-an-hour Ephus. Yeah, it's just that I mean, first pitch. Expect, I've, I've been watching the Sox all year, seen, and then we basically just had to see like seven innings of just their bullpen, and I wasn't <laughs> wasn't having that. A, a not very good. Yeah, 
Sox yeah. bullpen. <laughs> Dan, what type of penis stuff. do you think the White Sox are? I, I said this earlier. They're a non-erect sleep dick. You you wake you wake up and uh, you know you just wake up. You roll out of bed. Probably, I mean, I sleep I sleep stomach down. So really, you know, you wake up. It's just a little it's a little limp, just shriveled, like just rolled up cock. And but you know, hey, you know, maybe you wake up the next day and you know it's 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 going somewhere. Yeah, right. You know, right well, I think I think it's more like, I mean, how the team's looking right now. It's kind of like like a guy who's like a late bloomer. So like he's got, I mean, he's his friends are all like like oh they got like they're they're showing it off and then he's kind of a late bloomer. So like one day he's gonna he's gonna be up with the, he's, he's, he's still up with the big he's the still big guys. he's still afraid to jump in the showers freshman year gym class. Yeah, it's like. Jake, I mean, come on. Didn't you say that? Yeah, I did say that. All of my high school life, I was scared to go in the shower with, uh, without my undies on. I'm a, I'm a grower, not a shower. I was embarrassed. Still am. So yeah. But uh, that's enough of of dick talk for now. So we're gonna switch up to the Cubs. John, if you want to stay on, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, we'll see. Nah, you're good. Chime in a little bit. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be around. All right. Can't wait to see your next appearance. Thanks for coming on, kiddo. Thank you. Um, now we'll switch off. We'll switch up to the Cubs, and the main addition I want to talk about is Daniel Murphy because I absolutely love this addition. I think this makes this lineup go from pretty good to unstoppable in the playoffs. He'll hit 300, drive the baseball hard, and he knows how to hit. He knows. Second and third, one out. We need a ball to the right side of the infield. Gotcha. He knows where to put the ball, and it was perfect yesterday against the Tigers. I believe it was a guy on third, or if not second, I forget. I forget how many outs. I believe there was only one out. And puts the ball the other way against the shift, run scores, first RBI as a Cub. It was beautiful. I loved it. Because all you're doing is switching out a pure all-star hitter for Edison Russell, who sucks ass this year. Guy's got 50 kids, but can't even get 50 RBIs in a season. I don't get it. Can't stand him. Turn to you, Dan. What do you think of Murphy? The Cubs recap in general. Um, I mean, I was I was ecstatic to see him uh, play last night against the Detroit Tigers. Finally, that lineup woke up after five straight games of solo shots only. So having Daniel Murphy in the lineup, and you could you could use him in different ways, like or in the lineup, I should say. You could have him lead off. You could have him hit, have him hit in the two spot, have him hit in the four spot, have him hit in the five. He's, I mean, you could you could throw him anywhere in that lineup, and he's going to make an impact with whether you know he's hitting in the two spot, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's, I really he's an like awesome hitter. And I, yeah, I actually don't mind him in that leadoff spot either. But I think he is. I think he's more. I think he slugs a little bit more. I think he's gonna be driving in more runs. I don't know if the leadoff spot is perfect for him, but regardless, it's. He's going to help the Cubs no matter what, especially down the stretch, wanting to officially clinch the NL Central. And, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to see him hitting Wrigley because he's a 400-plus hitter in Wrigley. Um, I think everybody, every Cubs fan should be ecstatic besides those that live in Boys Town because he's not a fan of homosexuality. But, you know, what about you, Jake? I forgot. I knew he wasn't, like, a fan of homos, like – what he says is he loves the people, but he just disagrees with their decision. So that's going to be a real weird commute every day going through Boys Town. 
I don't know, but that's, that's yeah, that's that's fine. a little awkward if you're if you're a big Cub fan and living there, or a big homophobe going through there. It's not not ideal, but uh, <laughs> I like it just because I love the lineup of Murphy, Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras, Schwarber. Just like that one through I think six or one through seven, whatever I just listed, is. It's crazy. You have to battle every single at bat. If you hang anything in the middle of the zone, every one of those hitters can put it four hundred. Going to mash it. Yeah, you put a slider on the middle for Bias, gone. Slider down the mur- middle for Murphy, gone. It's just pop, pop, pop. And the thing is, like last year, when last year end of twenty sixteen, the World Series run, when Asin Russell got hot, this lineup was unstoppable. When Asin Russell was driving the baseball, like this lineup is just it's ungodly good. So now you're just getting him a replacement and someone that's much, much better at hitting. It's just, I love it. Absolutely love it. But the, only, don't want... the only downside is that you take Addison Russell's glove out of, out of the field. Yeah, I feel like it'll be just Daniel Murphy plays second for seven innings, and if we have a lead, move by as a second, A to short. Or throw in Zobras head second, which is what they did last night. Yeah. But I still like it because, to be honest, with our pitching – we just need to be able to outslug people in the playoffs. Like we're going to need Hamels, Lester and Hendricks to be, to be good. Hamels has been great so far, but to be honest, be this good the rest of the year is kind of can't expect that. He's a, it's asking, it's asking right. a lot, way too much. Lester second half again, his dick kicked in. I feel like in the playoffs, he knows how to battle. It'll be at least decent, but we need 2016 Kyle Hendricks to come back. Yes. I need it to come back or else there's no shot. We win a world series. Best case scenario for this team. If they don't is, Somehow make the make the World Series because the NL is not that good. Every team's battling for their lives, and then when we get to the World Series, just get our dicks kicked in by Boston or New York or the Astros or hell, even the A's. And to get our ass kicked by the A's would be embarrassing. I it would, would not suck. Do that. But they're good. The A's are real good. And traveling out west for a World Series would fucking suck. That would be real tough. Those were tough games. The last two NLCS is going, and two years ago in the NLDS. Having to play either the Giants or the Dodgers, staying up till mm-hmm. one in the morning for those games is real tough. Yeah, it's it's too like I hate I hate playing I hate watching the Cubs or any any team that matter to see them play on the West Coast. It's too yeah. fucking late. It's way too late for me. I'm and, a the tra- and the travel the takes a toll. It does. I don't know how the West Coast players do it because all their road games they have to go out east. Like their their jet lag is like crazy. I don't know how they do it. Yep. Um. But no, so we won't talk about the Cubs the whole time. We'll probably at the end of the season have a big recap and postseason like preview together, and the Cardinals can cool down because they're scaring the shit out of me. But right now, all we're gonna do is just kind of predict where we see the NL is gonna finish because we know the AL Boston won the East. Houston A's are kind of in a battle for the West. We know the Central. We just know the teams. We know the five teams in the playoffs. We just don't know where they're going to – not much really to talk about there. Mm-hmm. But that, there's probably eight, nine, ten teams that have a shot at making the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Cubs are in first right now. Arizona's in first right now. And I believe Atlanta is in first in the east. Let me check. It'd be 100%. Yes, the Braves are two and a half above the Phillies, who are on a skid lately, only four or six of the last ten. Diamondbacks are up a game and a half on the Rockies, and the Dodgers are four and a half back of the Diamondbacks. Not good. The Cardinals. Yeah. 
Cardinals out of nowhere, two and a half games behind the Cubs. They make me nervous. I know. I, I'm the same way. It literally just ha- it literally took them firing their manager just for them to be good. Yeah, fuck Mike Matheny. I don't like that guy. Yeah. He's a weirdo. Sucks. <laughs> but how do you see the MLB standings like uh, ending up? Okay, in the, the, e- in, the in the East, it's hard for because I think the I think the Phillies are a better team than the I think the Phillies are more built for the playoffs because I think the rotation is very very good. I think the Braves probably end up winning that division just because their their lineup is a lot better. I don't know each of their schedules down the stretch, but if I had to pick one to come out of the East, I'd probably pick the Braves, even though I think the Phillies, I think, are better suited for the postseason. Um, the Central Cubs, I mean, I, I it's, it's wrong of me to not pick them. So, um, and then the West, I, 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 have to. I feel like I have to pick the Dodgers, but they're four and a half out. They're four and a half games out right now. So I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll pick the D-backs, but I mean keep an eye on the Dodgers, obviously. But uh, I think that I think the D-backs are also built for the postseason as well. I think their rotation's very good. Um, you have an elite bat with Paul Goldschmidt, um, and then for the wild card. With with the way the Cardinals are playing, it's hard for me to say they're not going to get that wild card spot. The so, Cardinals are the number one wild card team by half a game over the Brewers. The Brewers, so as of now, Milwaukee will be going to St. Louis the wild card game. Colorado is mm-hmm. a half game behind Milwaukee. Philadelphia is a game behind Milwaukee, and the Dodgers are three and a half behind. And then Washington's given up; they're six and a half behind. So I don't see them making a push. So it's yeah, that's Washington's out of it. They're not gonna they're not gonna make that push. Dodgers lost three in a row. Definitely doesn't help. I'll nope. be honest. Um, I would say I think my two my two wildcard picks would be the Cardinals and the Phillies. Cardinals and the Phillies. It's weird. I no team in the NL scares me for some reason. Like the Cubs aren't that good this year. Like they're the best team in the NL, but like for some reason, I just when I watch them and just like. They don't seem like that Cubs team of 2016. It, definitely not. Not not at all. But because because I mean, that Cubs team in 2016, once they got a Chapman, they didn't have one flaw. I didn't no. see one flaw from that Cubs team. This and, year, I mean, a lot of times they're not scoring runs. The rotation is underperforming. Um, at least compared to last year, the bullpen is much much better. But yeah. this is this is not the this is not the 2016 Cubs. Not Absolutely. at all. I don't even know if they're, they're the twenty fifth. Scary though, like like Jake was saying, dude. Like the the Cubs starting like looks, on paper, it looks like it's terrifying. It looks good, but they have yeah. to perform. That's the problem. No, that yeah, inconsistent on offense. I mean, they have some games where they'll like blow the blow the fuck out of teams, and then they'll put up like nothing the next game. Yep. And that's how they've been like this whole like reign of Rizzo, Bryant, and this group of guys, but. Atlanta, I think, wins the East just because they're the most consistent team. Philadelphia's lineup stinks. Philadelphia's bullpen stinks. I don't think they have enough to make the final push. I do think they'll get to the wild card, though. And I think Milwaukee's going to fall off the rest of the year. I, think I do, too. I totally agree. Dude, I don't know how anyone can, like, ride with the Brewers. Like, it's impossible. They're, they're such a joke. Like, and they're... Ex- like, I don't know. How can you expect them to consistently, like, I don't know. I, I can't see it. I can never take the Milwaukee Brewers seriously. I don't care if they're if they lost zero games. 
I could they, never take the Milwaukee. They were in first place for about like seventy five percent of the year up to like a week ago, and none mm-hmm. of us ever cared. It was just like, yeah, you can't we'll, we'll take. Well, we'll get back to first eventually. Like it doesn't matter. We but saw I'll, what I'll, happened last season: five and a half up at the break, and the Cubs made it up in three weeks. <laughs> but then out west. Colorado, I have not watched much Colorado, but that offense is always scary. I don't want to go to Coors Field for a playoff series. I really Neither don't. Do I. Not looking forward to it just because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen with that goddamn elevation. But they don't but, have a starting. They don't have a starting rotation. No, they don't. And Arizona, I'm not nervous about because I saw them. I went to that game on my birthday. Besides their top four in their lineup, after you get past Peralta, Goldschmidt, and AJ Pollock, they don't got much. Like they really don't have anything in their lineup. It's not scary. Like, I mean, their, Goldschmidt. Their, rota- their rotation's good. You, you got Zach Rankin, you got Patrick Corbin, um, mm-hmm. Robbie Ray is somewhat decent. But they just, they don't make me nervous. Like, I think they beat them in a best of five or best of seven. Doesn't matter. Atlanta, I, yeah, I don't think so either. Atlanta, not really, not that scared of them yet. Just not playoff proven. Maybe next year if they could prove on this playoff run. But I might Atlanta, give it Atlanta, and Philly are both ahead ahead of where they're ahead of schedule right now. Yeah, they're what the Cubs were in 2015. Exactly. Um, Philadelphia, I would love to play in a best of seven series because yes, the rotation is good, but their bullpen stinks. And the Cubs, the one thing they do, even though if they're not even scoring runs, they battle at bats. And in the playoffs, I don't see a starter getting past the fifth or sixth inning much against the Cubs. I think Aaron Noah. Seven, I think Aaron Noah might. Well, they're just relying on one guy that doesn't work in the playoffs, and I'm fine with that. Exactly. Um, yeah. but if we're battling and we're getting to a team's bullpen in a best of seven, I always like the Cubs' chances. Just because you start wearing down a bullpen, it doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodgers, I'm not – the Dodgers have so much talent, it's just not working. I don't it's, know why. It's crazy that they're four and a half games out. They're they're the best team that was, but they're not playing like it. No. And Arizona's just been chugging. They they haven't gone like many streaks. It's just basically just keep chugging, and that's what they're doing. But the Cubs are still the best team in the NL by how many are they up by? About a game and a half above Atlanta, and then they are two games above Arizona. So it's most likely seeming right now that the Cubs will get the number one seed and play whoever wins that's that a wild card. card game. And right now, if it we're both predicting St. Louis versus Philly, I'll take Jake Carey at a game one at Wrigley. That'd be badass. That I would, would love that to would see be that. pretty cool. Knowing Jake Carrier, he would shove for fucking seven hard innings. That's the ideal thing for me. Just watch him shove seven innings and watch their bullpen give it up. I wouldn't mind that one bit. Uh yeah, I wouldn't either. Oh, and to the people listening, we uh, talked about this at the Sox game. If the Brewers happen to win the wild card and there's an NLDS Cubs versus Brewers, most likely we will be in Milwaukee for one of those games. It, yeah, it's got, it's got to happen. Like I'm, I'm actually praying that the Brewers get that wild card and win the wild card game. I don't think they will, but if that did happen, I'm 10 minute drive from Miller Park and I would be so ready for a Cubs Brewers NLDS. I would love it. Um, yeah, that's really it. Because there, unless there's nothing you want to talk about baseball wise, really anything. Cause, oh, because we're. I mean, AL's locked up. We know AL's locked up. Yankees are three and a half games above Oakland for the one seed in the wild card. Then CL's four and a half back of Oakland for the one or the two seed. So those two teams are basically locked in unless there's a collapse. 
There's really uh, where are they? Are they tied or Houston one game above the A's? Let me check. Houston is a game above Oakland right now. Okay. So I see them pushing out. They'll end up Altuve's back. I see them finishing strong. Yeah, I think down the stretch, fine. it's it's gonna it's gonna pan out being the Astros winning the West. But if they, yeah. I would love. Uh, we talked about this at the side scene too. Wouldn't you love to see a Yankees Astros wild card game? That would be Severino versus Verlander. Jesus Christ. That'd be fire. I would love it. I can't wait. Like, it sounds so snobby for how bad the Cubs were from 2012 to 2014 or 2011 to 2014, how bad they were. But these games, like, aren't that interesting for me. Like, I don't don't care until mid-September rolls around. Like, of course, there's fun games to watch, like the game against the Nationals on Sunday Night Baseball. That's fun. I enjoy it, but I don't get my blood pumping because we know how the, we know baseball. how we know how the regular season ends, Jake. Yeah, it's like we're definitely not at that point. We're nowhere even close. But you see the Boston guys from Barstool for when the Patriots are on. It's like, okay, wake me up when January gets here. Wake me up for the AFC Wild Card game or the AFC. No, they say they say wake me up for the freaking AFC Championship. They had to play the Titans in the first round. Like that's crazy. I don't know how you can enjoy it though. Like, eighty percent of the season goes by it's just meh. Doesn't matter. No, I'm only here for three games. I love it though. I love being the just knowing my team's gonna be there. No, I do love it. It and or keeps off a lot of stress. Really does. Um, but that kind of wraps up on baseball. Not much else to talk about. Socks stink as usual. Cubs good as usual. So let's just get into some college. Football. We're not gonna go in depth on every single team. Neither Danny, Matt, or I. None of us follow like the top three hundred recruiting list. So we're not gonna go in depth on every single teams and try to act like we're experts. We're not. We need your trust. So when the season comes, we're gonna give you lines. We know how to bet. Once we see what teams put on the field, we are very good betters. But we're not gonna bullshit you and say to go futures for the national title on these teams because of stupid recruits that we don't know about we're not gonna lie to you we love you we would never lie to you but what we will do just so we don't have a 25 minute podcast is just go over the odds for each for about basically the top five or top six teams in each power five conference with their odds to win the conference see if we find any value picks or who we like basically in general and to start off we'll start out with the acc and clemson is minus 195 to win the conference Horrible. Miami's plus 550. FSU's plus 900. And Virginia Tech's the fourth with the fourth best odds at 1400. Is there any bet you want to like tell listeners to put down, Dan, or how you see the ACC? I mean, Clem- I mean, the Cle- Clemson's going to win the ACC. If, if I'm telling you to put down a decent value pick, because the, you know, putting down a pick for Clemson, that's no fun either. Um, Betting nineteen fifty to win ten dollars is not good. Um, put it on. Put 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 some money on Miami. I think the value is good, and I think they're still a great team. I but mean, they, all, they, all they really have to do because I I think they're you know I think they're good enough. They they just have to win that eight because I think they're down down the stretch. They'll I don't know they they play Clemson right this year. Um, let me check. If not, it's not a big deal, but. I think the best value would be Miami. I think anyone else, there's no shot. No, I don't think so either. Basically, what you have to hope is put 
20 bucks on Miami and hope down the stretch that someone on Clemson breaks their ankle and they're just not nearly as good for the title game. Uh, yeah. Miami, Cle- I don't see it. No, I don't think they play this year. They open up against LSU Sunday the, the second, but out of conference, doesn't matter. Jake, um, do you have any, you have any value picks? Same, probably it, same deal. Same as Miami. Just it, they'll win. I think they're in the coastal or I forget the hell they do the ACC, but their division, they're the best team in their division. You just got to basically bet that they're going to win one game and five fifty to win one game is. And the, the payout is great to just put that on them to win one game. Yeah. Cause I don't like FSU. I don't trust first year coaches, Virginia tech. And eh, they're just good for an upset a year. Just not really actual mm-hmm. conference contender. But, uh, and then yeah. everyone, everyone else dropping off after uh, Virginia Tech is not good. No, ACC is not very. The top yeah, is real good. No, but... no chance. I'm throwing money on Duke or North Carolina or Virginia <laughs> to win the fucking ACC. No, and that's why we're not even gonna talk about. It. We're not gonna waste your time here. We know you're very busy listeners. You got shit to do. Um, so we'll move along to the SEC. Bama, another horrible value, minus one twenty. Georgia, 295, Auburn, plus 700, Mississippi State, 1,500, Florida, 1,800, LSU, 2,200, if you're a big Coach O fan. Um, I don't like Bama winning this conference this year. I don't know why. I just don't have a good feeling about them winning this conference. Their defense isn't as deep as it was previously, and just, I don't know. I feel like Georgia is finally going to dethrone Bama. I I do like yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> Georgia's recruiting classes, class, recruiting classes lately have just been absolutely stellar, and they have a new. Basically, everyone they lost on defense, they're refilling with five-star prospects. Would you say the same about Alabama? But for some reason, for me, it just feels like Georgia. It's their their time to come up. Alabama's had their reign long enough, and Georgia is going to win the SEC this year. I and I would. I put my I put my money on it too because the value I think is decent for a very very good Georgia team. They uh, they're probably gonna have the best quarterback in the nation with Jake Fromm. Um, if you want another value pick, I guess Auburn with what'd you say plus seven hundred? Yeah, yeah. I think plus seven plus seven hundred Auburn. That's a good value pick because I think they get you know it takes them the up takes them to upset Bama once to get into that SEC championship and then they got to beat Georgia. Yeah. Which um, doesn't that doesn't sound like uh, a crazy uh, scenario. And I don't like the end of Alabama's schedule going into what would be the SEC championship. They're at LSU, host Mississippi State, who's ranked 18th in the preseason polls. Then they have that tough home battle against Citadel, second to last game of the season. And then they host Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Those three of the last four is pretty tough to then go face a what's presumably going to be a badass Georgia team. I don't know. I feel like they're going to be beat up and just, I, just, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I don't like them this year. And the value is terrible. And the value is terrible. Yeah. You're losing. You had to bet 120 to get a hundred bucks back. I don't like it. I don't like it. One bet. Um, that wrapped up the SEC. Go on to the big 12, Oklahoma plus 130. Texas plus 325, Oklahoma State plus 700, West Virginia 700, TCU also 700. I like Texas. 
I like Texas a lot. Why? Uh, I really, for some reason, I don't know why. I, like we said before, I'm no college football expert about the preseason stuff. But once games get started playing and like there's actual lines we can follow, we can find trends and tendencies. We're very good with betting. It's just this preseason stuff. I'm not the best, but I do yeah, like Texas. Gotta see what they, we got to see what they feel. That's like that's, yeah. that's the important part. Um, every year, somebody's saying Texas, Texas. Every every time, people are going to say this is the year Texas makes some noise. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah. I think I think a good I think a good value. I think Oklahoma's probably going to win this uh, conference again, but I think a good value would probably be Oklahoma State. You like who's uh, Mason Rudolph left? I don't like because they them. always they always have a firepower offense. They do, but they lost their number one receiver James Washington, and they also lost Mason Rudolph. So I don't know if you want value for a sleeper team. West Virginia seven hundred bringing back Will Greer, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the class coming out next year for the draft. He's pretty good. So if you just want experience in a team that has experience, West Virginia plus seven hundred isn't too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, big. We're big Big Twelve guys. Huge Big Twelve guys. I love watching fifty point to fifty point games. Oh, no, de- no defense. I fucking hate Oklahoma too for this one reason. Actually, I like Oklahoma because I like I don't know, just I like them. But two years ago or three years ago, Melvin Gordon broke the all-time rushing record against Nebraska in three quarters. He had a 408-yard game in three quarters, and it was awesome to watch. The next week, Oklahoma's running back broke it against Kansas, a record that was there for, like, that Barry Sanders – was it Barry? No, LT set it. So it was set for, like, 15, 20 years. It was set and for then, a very long time, and it was broken within a week. And then it was broken again in a week against fucking Kansas because Kansas is horrible. Kansas. Awful. Like, it's such bullshit. There are bets that you could find, like, what what will there be more of, Kansas wins or Kansas home losses in basketball? Like, oh, it's horrible. And then going to the Pac-12, Washington, even money, Stanford, plus 550, USC, plus 400, Oregon, plus 750, and then UCLA, Chip Kelly, plus 3,000. We'll start with you. Okay. Um, with Washington bringing back Jake Browning, I pro- I think they're probably going to win the Pac-12. They're still a great team. Um, I think the value pick would be Stanford, best running back in the nation with Bryce Love, plus five fifty. I would put it. I'd put the money on Stanford. Put the money on Stanford with Bryce Love. Guy's a beast. Absolute beast. Absolute tank. Um, just looking at their schedule, I kind of like Oregon because they're quarterback and if you find the trends in the pick I've been saying I do like experienced quarterbacks like I like Texas bringing back Sean Ellington I like Georgia bringing back Jake from Oregon I forget his name but I was watching something on ESPN I think he was like a top five quarterback rank coming out for the draft next year he's supposed to be really good but I don't think that's enough for me to put a ton on Oregon but Washington even money is just not a good value pick. It really isn't. Again, it's I, I I'm wouldn't I'm not putting any money on these favorites because the value is not there. I want to see if Stanford and Washington play this year. They probably do, but I think I like Stanford as well, just because there's really no point in doing an even future bet. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, USC Stanford week two. That's a good game. Oh yeah, starting heavy. And yes, they do. They play. 
um, November 3rd, Stanford at Washington. That'll be and a fun one. That will be fun. And from everything I know, and just remember from recent memory, I'm pretty sure Stanford has Washington's number. So someone's probably going to listen and think I'm a complete idiot, look it up and prove me wrong. But just from my stupid brain telling me, I think Stanford has Washington's number and they would play in the Pac-12 championship. So Stanford plus 550. Yeah, put it on. Put on Stanford. Put the money on Stanford. Come on now. Have and then fun. here is the conference we know best, being a bunch of Midwestern boys, the Big Ten. Dan, you're a big Ohio State fan. I'm a big Wisconsin fan. Top two, the two favorites in the division or in the conference. OSU's plus 160, even after Urban Meyer being suspended for three games. Wisconsin plus 225. Michigan plus 375. Penn State plus 600. And Michigan State plus 800. And then you wanted to bring up Nebraska plus 3,000. Or did you want to I think, talk about that or no? I think that Nebraska bet would be a lot of fun because they're, I think their O line is going to be awesome. But they're they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be soon. They're gonna be what Wisconsin is now. Yeah. But um, I would probably I'd probably just put it on there. Just you know, just to test the waters with them. And if they suck, they suck. But um, I think Ohio State is gonna win this conference. Complete bias aside, <laughs> even though even though it's hard for me to put it aside, um. Was I don't, but I don't like the value for Ohio State or Wisconsin. I really Wisconsin don't. Wisconsin being plus two twenty five, like I mean, the value is okay, but I I think you need some. I I think the best I think the best value pick would be like Michigan State at plus eight hundred. You know what team I really like? I'll get into Wisconsin later. I like Michigan three seventy five. They got that transfer from Ole Miss, who's like a top five. Mm-hmm. quarterback recruit coming in and that's the one thing they've never had when Jim Harbaugh's been there they've never had a competent quarterback and on Chase Kelly that's his name Chase Kelly is no it's not Chase Kelly who the hell was his name um I'm not gonna look for it but he's from Ole Miss he's really good and I think that's gonna open up everything because their whole basically their whole defense is coming back this offense will be improved and I think it hurts to say because I'm a Wisconsin fan, but I think it'll be Michigan Wisconsin and the Big Ten championship, and just Michigan has the better value, a lot better value. So I would take them over Wisconsin. And it is making me very nervous as a Wisconsin fan having this high expectations. Like AP poll came out this week, number four in the country. I don't know why. I don't get how they're number four. Their whole secondary is gone. They have to redo their entire secondary. Um, offense, everyone comes back on offense. That's But is Wisconsin's offense really going to carry them to a Big Ten title? No, not when you're facing fucking five-star recruits at Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. Not going to happen. You're not going to compete with those athletes. But they're they're going to be they're going to be in the Big Ten championship. That's a lock. They will. Just I don't like because that because that that western part of the Big Ten. To be honest, such garbage. It's it's not a lock because they're out. They're like interdivisional games are tough. They go to Michigan and they go to Penn State, and it's. If you just lose, if you lose both of those games, they're probably out of the Big Ten. But who, who in that was, who in that was, west side of that division is really gonna pass them? I don't know. <laughs> who in that west side of the division? Maybe is Nebraska is gonna have less than two losses. Maybe if Nebraska can somehow beat Wisconsin this year, which they really don't have the history of doing, because every time they played Wisconsin, has put a fucking butt whooping on them, especially in the Big Ten championship a couple of years ago. <laughs> 
Um, but I don't like their schedule. They start off with fucking cupcakes, Western Kentucky, New Mexico, BYU, whatever. Then they go to Iowa, host Nebraska, go to Michigan, host Illinois. I say Illinois. 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 I don't know. That was weird. Um, go to Northwestern, doesn't matter. Host Rutgers, that's a win. But then going to Penn State, just going to Penn State and going to Michigan, I don't like that. I'm not That's a big tough. fan. It's tough. I don't Away think Penn State's going to be that gonna, good. They're going to they're gonna drop one of those games. Oh, they will. I think they'll split with those. It'll probably be Michigan. I don't think Penn State's going to be as good as they were before. Just because they – yeah, they're getting Lo- – Losing Saquon Barkley is going to be terrible. Saquon Bar- Barkley like, has a chance to be a top five NFL running back, and you just took him out of that offense. He creates so mm-hmm. much on his own. Like, they'll be good. I'm not saying they're going to be bad. He was he was that Penn State team. I know they're good. I know they're good. They also lost but... um, Mike – what the hell was their tight end's name? It was Mike. McLean, no, that's the ta- tackle. What the hell is it? Their tight end name. Um, I'm blanking on their tight end's name, but he was also a thing, a second round pick. He went to the Dolphins. He's good. All they have, poorly, who I don't think single handedly can win them a conference. No. Or single handedly. That's why, win I, them that's why I'm out. I'm out on Penn State. I'm also year. out on Penn State. Even if it's 600, that's good value. I don't like it. Mm-mm. So yeah, my money would be on Michigan 375. But are you going with uh, Michigan State at eight hundred? Yeah, I think so. I, plus eight hundred, I think that's. I, I think like that's them too. I, they have, for what see, what seems like is going to be. A- yeah, they're bring, they're bringing everyone back. Like they're a very experienced team. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they got some bad mojo coming back with that Larry Nasser stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of tough. Um, that looks bad, but you know what? I mean, if Penn State was able to turn their program around after Paterno, Michigan State, I mean, Michigan State could Big Ten's right. getting real murky. We got Ohio State just, oh, Urban, you uh, kind of enabled a woman abuser. Here's a three-game slap on the wrist. Penn State, you know, Jerry Sandusky, not a good look. Michigan State, Larry Nasser, not great, I'll be honest. <laughs> Big Ten's getting real sloppy. Yeah, it's not doesn't look good. Not at all. But every every conference is going to have skeletons in their closet. True. Um, anything you want to talk about? Or are you ready to call the episode? I I I don't have much much more to say. I I think I think we wrapped it up pretty well. How did moving in go? Uh, not bad. Pretty pretty smooth. Pretty. Except my my bed's too big for my bed frame. Oh no. What yeah, are you gonna do? Tough. But. Um, we're gonna um, order a new bed frame. That's all we got. That's a, uh, that's expensive, isn't it? Pain in the ass. So I'm on the couch for a couple nights. <laughs> Has Prinsky like lost any bad bets? Does he even bet baseball? Prinsky, Prinsky, you lost any bad bets recently? We can have this as a segment. Prinsky's bad bets. Prinsky's bad bets. Yeah. If he wants to come on, had the stocks to cover one and a half, and they came back from six nothing to win seven six. What's up? It came all the way back, but it's not a terrible bet. Yeah, when when he when the Sox were down six nothing and they came back seven to six, Princey had uh Sox to cover one and a half. Ooh, tough. Which is tough. Tough. Um But if you're a Sox fan, you should be happy about it, right, Princey? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um but we can have that as a segment once college football gets going around. Just mm-hmm. it'll be called Princey's Bad Beats and he'll come on for five minutes and just scream his head off. And we'll just get to enjoy and listen. Yeah, that should be fun. That should be fun. Okay, so that, that'll be a wrap for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully with Matt. Well, I'll, both of us will be moved into Northern, so there won't be a problem with Matt being too lazy to get in the podcast. Yeah, that shot's fired. And I'll see you next week.
Started to dance in my heart, she felt so invited. 